Welcome to the Journey to Cloud9 podcast, where we ask nine questions to amazing people around the world about how they live lives full of meaning and purpose. On today's episode, Jordan interviews Nick Wignall. Nick is a psychologist and blogger who works to help people use psychology for meaningful personal growth. To find out more about Nick, check out the link in the show notes. All right, Nick. So what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear the phrase living life on cloud nine? Um, euphoria. <laughs> Feeling good. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's the initial association um, is just how you feel, like being in one of those really up kind of elevated mood states. Um, but then also the first thing, that, the next thing that kind of jumps to my mind is what would I be doing, you know, that would lead to that kind of a feeling. Um, we'll get there. So, yeah. We'll get there for sure. Um, as, a, as a psychologist while you're here, while I have you, uh, do you know any or have you followed any world-renowned psychologists who study euphoria and ecstasy in this feeling of cloud nine? If there are people out there who want to get a little more scientific with this sensation. So the, the two things that, I don't know about um, euphoria in particular, but two things that come to mind are um, like cheek semi high stuff on flow, mm-hmm. um, which is sort of a, it's not exactly euphoria, but it's, it's sort of a similar phenomena. And then a book that had a really big impact on me was um, Cal Newport's Deep Work, mm-hmm. um, which is again, related to flow, but it's sort of the, the process of getting, you know, completely absorbed in, in a very, yeah. cognitively demanding yeah. activity um and so those are those are the two things that come to mind yeah right is he a trained psychologist cal newport or no so he's not actually a psychologist he's a i think he's actually a computer scientist um okay. but he in a lot of important ways he thinks a lot like a psychologist yeah, i think yeah. so <laughs> yeah those are two great recommendations the other thing that comes to my mind is just seligman and you know the concept of yeah. positive psychology sure. Sure. Um, but I don't know if anybody, I, I've, I've looked for this, honestly. I don't know if anybody pinpoints that you, that feeling of euphoria and ecstasy and, and these actual cloud nine moments. So if I ever, yeah, I almost wonder if yeah. you'd have to, you might have to go to the people who study um, like mania and bipolar disorder, mm. which is, you know, which is related to that. That might be an interesting place to start to look yeah. into that kind of that related yeah. kind of feeling of high. Yeah. If I ever go back to school, I think maybe that'll be my thesis. Um, (laughs) So moving on, uh, you mentioned what it's like to actually feel like you're on cloud nine. What's going to give you that experience, right? So what does it feel like for you? You know, if you can explain some of the emotions, the words, the feelings that you have when you're truly on cloud nine, um, tell us a little bit about what that would be like for you. Yeah, so it's, for me, it's the, the, so a couple of kind of word associations here, um, curiosity, excitement, um, maybe like pride, um, like kind of a sense of, sense of pride. Yeah. Um, so for me, a lot of my kind of cloud nine moments come, come out of me following my natural curiosity, putting in a lot of kind of dedication. So like kind of piggybacking hard work on top of natural curiosity uh-huh, uh-huh. and then having it pay off in yeah. some way. Um, I like that a lot. I think that's really great. Let me challenge you here though. Um, the more typical cloud nine moments, right? When you got married, when you had a child, right? Mm-hmm. How does that convert over to the curiosity factor? Um, yeah. So this is something I think a lot about it, yeah. because I, I think people have very different um, kind of 
emotional profiles, like things that kind of raise them or lower them uh-huh. up. And so I think there's actually a lot more diversity here than, than we appreciate. A yeah. lot of people talk about things like, well, the day I got married, I was just like right. elated, you know? Right. And I think while everybody experiences those things, the, the variety of contexts and phenomena that give rise to those are actually much more diverse. Than yeah. we, so for me, it, it's often a more kind of intellectual behavioral uh-huh. thing that leads to that feeling yeah. than it is like a pure emotional reaction. Nice. I'm loving this. This is great. Uh, it's a different, it's a definitely, it's a different viewpoint than a lot of people, which is really, you know, it's quite fascinating. Um, so I think a lot of listeners will appreciate this. So how do you start your day on cloud nine? What is, you know, what's your cloud nine morning look like? So in, in a lot of ways, I think I, I have my ideal cloud nine morning just about every morning and that I, my work day kind of starts with I, before I do get to my day job, I do my kind of like my passion project, which is that I love to write um, and even do, do podcasts sometimes. And so I know like the, the minute I get out of bed, I'm kind of, I mean, of course I'm groggy, but I'm, I'm excited because I get to do the thing that I'm like really curious and passionate about right off the bat. Um, and I just feel really fortunate to be able to do that. Um, it's such a cool thing. And then on the, on the weekends, is sort of a different version of it, which is I always like my daughters and I like to bake and like make big breakfasts. So uh-huh. on the weekends, it's totally different, but it's like, what are they going to want to like, what weird, crazy stuff are they going to want to throw in the pancake batter, yeah. <laughs> you know, this morning? Yeah. Um, so again, it, it's, uh, it, it's different, but I just feel really fortunate that I get to s- almost always get to start my days on such a sort of positive. Note. Yeah, exactly. Three, three things, right? You're starting your days with positivity passion and curiosity just like you said right like you said yeah. we're going into into the baking pan right and you're curious to see what's going to come out um, right. and or what are you going to throw into your article that you're writing you're curious yeah. To see yeah uh yeah it's really great how about the rest of the day when you look back on a full day's work right or a full weekend day even you know maybe you can differentiate for us a little bit um what are the ingredients that are going to lead to a cloud nine day a truly cloud nine day yeah I think it's when I have, um, when I am able to achieve both um, learning and helpfulness. So my job, I'm a therapist. Um, so a really good day is when I have um, a few sessions with clients where I feel like um, I was able to be really helpful in a really practical way um, to people and that I also learned something myself, um, mm-hmm. which then theoretically will be helpful to someone um, going forward. And, and that in my day job that applies a lot to therapy, but even on the weekends, I think, you know, my job is kind of to be a good dad. Um, and so same thing, like learning something about what it means to be a good dad. Um, and then helping my, like I was helping my daughter learn to ride a bike for the first uh, time last weekend. And like, how'd that go? So yeah, I think that learning and helpfulness for me is just what really gets me on those cloud nine moments. That's amazing. How'd that uh, bike riding go? Did she learn? Pretty good. You know, she, it, it wasn't, I, I hear from a lot of parents where like they, they try, they are, they're like out there for hours until they kind of like get it. Yeah. I'm, I don't know. I'm less like, I don't care. She'll learn how to ride it back eventually. So yeah. we just sort of did it for a while and then she got uh-huh. kind of wanted to do something else and yeah. so we'll, we'll, we'll kind of chip away at it. Yeah. Yeah. I still don't know how to ride a bike. So she'll, she might not learn eventually. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, that's true. Maybe not. Oh, sure. <laughs> she'll um, go straight to motorcycles. Yeah. Yeah. Hope not. Um, Let's switch gears a little bit. Tell me about a cloud nine meal. Mm. Yeah, so there's this 
I think probably the best meal I've ever had was at this restaurant in Washington, D.C. called the Bombay Club. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like I have this sweet spot with Indian food where I have, in objective terms, have it, don't have it a lot because I have not lived in places that just have a lot of Indian food um, yeah. generally. But I've had enough to know that I really appreciate it. And so I was lucky enough to, to um, be taken out to this restaurant. And it was just, it just blew my mind. Like the, the naan in particular, yeah. I can remember, it was just like the perfect yeah. combination of sort of like the flavor, but the texture too was just crispy enough, but really doughy and chewy too. And mm-hmm. yeah, it was awesome. That's cool. I like that because it's just, you know, naan is, is bread, right? But you experience yeah. it. Like how can something that you eat all the time be so much greater than something that you, you know, literally, t- you know, you don't think about how good it can right. be. Uh, right. Nice. That's awesome. Um, all right, Nick, d- double-edged uh, question here. Do you think you're living a cloud nine life currently? Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think, you know, a cloud nine life is it's almost a contradiction in terms because uh-huh. it's sort of like a, a cloud nine moment by definition is almost this kind of rare thing that happens yeah. periodically. Yeah. But then it's also something we aspire to, uh-huh. to do. And so I think in terms of my aspiration to generally live as, as high on cloud nine as I can, like, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm, um, yeah, very fortunate in that I oftentimes I think back on the day and I think like, yeah, it's been, it's been a really great day. Like I've, I've had a ton of fun. I've learned a lot. I've been helpful to people like yeah. awesome. Yeah. I, I think you hit on it there. You learned a lot. You've been helpful to people had a ton of fun, but I was going to ask you, how are you going to continue to live your life on cloud nine? Just so that some of the listeners get an opportunity to hear some of the key ingredients that you have, that you incorporate into your, your overall life, you know, not just on a daily basis. I mean, I think, I don't tell me if this is too general, but I think adaptability is really key that like there's, I have no delusions that if I were to continue to be doing the exact same thing in 10 years or 20 years, I would not be nearly as satisfied or fulfilled. I mean, of course, learning in some respect or being helpful in some respect is going to be important. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I very much anticipate that it, my life could look completely different in five years. And I, that's something I try and think a lot about and, and stay mindful of is just to be open to and really accepting of change and difference and, um, you know, just kind of rolling with things and, and kind of following my nose too. Like if my curiosity yeah. The sort of radar goes off in a different direction, yeah. not being too attached to what I'm doing now to be able to kind of drop it and follow, follow that. Yeah. I was going to say the adaptability reminds me of the curiosity that you keep mentioning, right? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, if you're staying the same, you're not being curious about anything, right? You're, you're just, right. Not, you're being too complacent with where you currently are. Yeah. Uh, Potentially. Yeah. That's really great. All right, Nick. So now it's story time and I would love to hear, one of these moments that you've been talking about, right? Some sort of curiosity. So tell us a time you truly felt like you were on cloud nine. Yeah. So one of the, I'm going to, it's funny because I'm almost, I'm going to pick something that is different from my typical cloud nine moments. But if I, if I think I had to pick out a single biggest cloud nine, it it maybe is more along the lines of what, what most people would would Uh experience, which is the day, the day my current wife, finally agreed to go out with me oh, wow. <laughs> and for us to kind of get together because um, yeah. I'd been sort of pursuing her for a while like we'd been yeah. friends for a long time and you know classic story like I wanted it to be more than that she was not sure and dated other yeah. guys and um, so one uh, 
we had lived in the same city, but then she moved away. And I, I am another mutual friend kind of convinced her to come back to visit for a weekend. And uh-huh. I, I kind of, I set up this weekend, like a lot, like a concert and we went to a hockey game and all sorts of stuff. And, um, I sort of had this feeling that if I could, if I could get her to, to come and like get started on this, yeah. what I had planned and like show her a little bit more of who I was that, uh-huh. <laughs> that she, she'd got to be hooked and she, and it worked yeah. out better than I could have hoped. And like, yeah. it, it was this weird experience because it, I, w- I felt very in the moment, like I was loving what we were doing and I was having such a good time, like yeah. being with her and just having so much fun yeah. in the moment. But I also had this premonition that like, that like this is the person I want to spend the rest of my life with. And it, this is epic because this is the start of this for the rest of my life. Yeah. And like, I was just like that, that combination of like present and future cloud nineness yeah. was just, you know, inscribable. Wow. Present and future cloud nineness. <laughs> That's cool. That's really great. So I'll have, I, I usually try to break these down. I think I know my reason why that was such a cloud nine moment for you, aside from just that, you know, love and relationships is, is a cloud yeah. concept from the book. Um, what else do you think about that experience led to such a feeling of euphoria? I, for me, I, yeah, it's a good question. I, I've thought a lot about this, like yeah. kind of breaking down the active yeah. ingredients. Yeah. For me, a common theme with a lot of cloud nine moments is this, this almost paradoxical like intersection of um, planning and deliberateness with spontaneity and organicness. Okay. And there, there are like periods in life where those two things like come together in a really powerful but balanced way. Yeah. And I found that though that like setup, and I know this is kind of abstract and conceptual, but that is such in my life anyway, such a strong theme for mm. cloud nine moments is it's this intersection of, I put in a lot of thought and, and purposefulness into something yeah. and like the universe has graced me with, you know, um, something too. And like that combination is just killer. Yeah. You know what? I'm finally after like hundreds of interviews getting to my own definition of cloud nine. Mm. I think very simply for me, it's when reality surpasses expectation. So with what you're saying, it's like that added bit of spontaneity with deliberate planning, that's when the reality adds a little spice to what you were expecting would happen. So Uh, that's the cloud. I I love that, man. That's that's such a great way to describe it. And then the other thing that I'll add about your moment is something that I think is really popular with almost all of the cloud nine moments is that cloud nine moments don't come from these instant gratification, viral Instagram, you know, you don't just get a cloud nine moment from clicking a button and and seeing your followers soar, right? You get a cloud nine moment from putting in all the work, from putting in all the planning, from really delaying that gratification, right? For however long you were pursuing your now wife, right? And then all of a sudden there's this feeling of, okay, here it is, here I am. That's why so many cloud nine moments are like, when an author comes out with a book or when, you know, uh, a business person has their first big deal, right? It's because you think of all the little steps that you had to take in order to get it. And I I think that's definitely relevant for your story too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So for the last two questions, I like to get a little bit practical, even though I'm more of like a storyteller. Uh, I want people to have some ways to start living on cloud nine if they're not, continue living on cloud nine if they are. 
So do you have, I'm sure you do, do you have any daily habits or midday pump-ups or nighttime routines that help you get back into the cloud nine mindset if you're not feeling like it on a particular day? Mm. Um, I mean, this is cliche probably, but exercise always does it for me or nearly always does it for me. And it, the, the interesting part though, is it doesn't, it's not really related to the type or intensity of exercise. So I found that like, even if I'm kind of like sluggish during the day and I'm just, yeah. I've had a couple like rough sessions and it's just an article I was working on didn't really pan out and I'm just kind of slumping. Even just like going for a walk for 10 minutes is often like a really big kind of mood booster. It'll yeah. kind of get me back, at least back on the right, a good trajectory. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I think there's a lot of factors in there. It's not, it's not just the exercise component of it, but it, exercise usually involves changing your environment mm-hmm. right and so when you get out and change your your, your you get new kind of stimuli and your you, your perspective changes and um you just opened up to new things and so i, I think that's i think that's a it's maybe almost too obvious of an answer that people kind of discredit it because yeah yeah exercise whatever yeah um but i think you can be really creative with it yeah and it can be especially powerful well hearing it from you it it makes it less cliche, right? Because you're you're talking <laughs> changing stimuli, right? And it's not just yeah. you get this burst from from the physical activity, but it's more so that you're just you're adjusting your current state, right? Exactly. So that's a really great way to put it. Um, and then I gotta ask because you're you're such a sleep guy, right? So like, yeah. any any tips for that? How do you have like a cloud nine evening? Like any tips for wind down routines? Um, ways to make sure you, you're, you know, you hit the pillow on cloud nine. Yeah, sure. So the, ironically, the, the, the way to have a good experience falling asleep is to start at the beginning of your day when you wake up mm. and people kind of get this, the, this sleep advice backwards. A lot of people think they should go to bed at the same time every night mm-hmm. and sort of wake up either whenever they feel like it or once they've gotten their eight hours. Yeah. It's actually the reverse is true. You should only get in bed when you're actually sleepy. Uh-huh. not just tired or when the clock says 11 and I always go to bed at 11. Yeah. Listen to your body. And like when you're getting sleepy, when your eyelids are getting heavy, then get into bed. This will save you so much grief in terms of like laying in bed, worrying about not being able to sleep, right. building up anxiety about sleep. And then the getting up early every time is really important in that if you always get up at like, with like I get up around five every morning. Yeah. It would, some mornings it would be tempting to sleep in, right? Yeah. But if I sleep in until seven, that means it's going to throw off my whole evening routine because I'm going to be two hours behind. If I normally want to go to not bed at 9.30, mm-hmm. I'm going to get in bed at 9.30, but my body's not going to want to go to bed till 11.30, yeah. right? Because I will. So you want to be really consistent in your wake-up times, even, and this shocks people, even on weekends. Like uh-huh. whatever you, whenever you wake up normally, get up at that same time every single day. Yeah flexible in your bedtimes actually wow that's great advice and i love the preventing anxiety piece right because that's what everybody's so scared of is going to sleep and or going into bed and sitting there so anxious that you're not falling asleep right away right but when you wake up at the same time right you don't necessarily wake up immediately anxious but you're preventing anxiety by not going back to bed basically is what you're saying right yeah that too right 
that's huge. And you're building up your, the earlier you get up, the more what's called sleep drive you're building up throughout the day, which means you're going to be more sleepy in the evening and more likely to sleep through the night. Awesome. I love it. I love it. Uh, last question for you. So Nick, I want you to really, really try to paint a picture of somebody who you've come across in your life who you can just tell that either they're not having a cloud nine day or they're not living a cloud nine life, unfortunately. And, and really think about this person. And I want you to describe what your first couple of words of advice would be in order to begin his or her journey to cloud nine. Um, I think it's, it's, I was literally just talking to someone a few hours ago, a client, um, and she comes right to mind. Um, and the, the advice I would want to give her is to have the courage to live her own life. Um, I think a lot of people for a lot of perfectly valid reasons get stuck basically living other people's lives. They're, they're doing what other people think they should do. They're acting in the ways other people think they should act. Um, and while this can temporarily make you feel good, make you feel relieved, make you feel important, whatever it, in the long run, it just leads to this kind of chronic low grade miserableness, um, where you just feel like something's off in my life. Like I'm just not, this is not who I am. Um, and to get out of that, almost always it involves on some level having the courage to kind of really set up your life the way you want it. You think it should be lived. Um, Mm -hmm. And you, you, can't, you can't always do that in one big, fell, dramatic swoop. Sometimes it means starting small yeah. and really you know, doing small little things and sort of building your confidence up gradually. But one way or another, you have to find a way to kind of take control of your own life yeah. um, and, and have the courage to do that. And courage, by the way, seems obvious maybe, but courage does not mean the absence of fear or anxiety, yeah. right? It, it means you have such a clear vision for what you want and your values that you're willing to tolerate anxiety and go after those values anyway. Mm. Um, yeah. That's what courage is. So that's I think, awesome. yeah. That's awesome. Thank you, Nick. That sure. amazing. Amazing. Truly. Thank you for listening to the Journey to Cloud9 podcast. For more info on everything Cloud9, check out the Journey to Cloud9 website and Jordan's new book, Journey to Cloud9, now available on Amazon. Links are in the show notes.